Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, hello. Welcome to Twin Flame Transformation Season 2. My name is Michelle, and I will be your host and guide. On today's podcast, I want to talk about what I feel is one of the most important aspects of divine feminine energy, and that is the ability to receive. Now, in order to talk about receiving, I have to also talk about giving, which is one of the most important aspects of divine masculine energy. And although we want both giving and receiving energy within us and within any relationship, it's important to know the primary energy that each polarity carries and how this can affect our twin flame dynamic. Also, don't forget to stay to the end where you'll get to hear another twin flame journey share. Now, before I start, I want to say to please only take what resonates with you. This info I'm sharing may not resonate with everyone. It may also be triggering. There's opinions uh, in the collective about feminine and masculine energy. And a lot of these are layered with trauma. So I want to invite mindfulness in that this is just coming from a place of my experience and my knowing and the language I'm choosing to use. So if it, if it triggers, please tune into your body. If it doesn't feel right to listen, shut off the episode, right? You can always come back to it later. So let's start. Now, if I had to sum up and simplify the main differences between masculine and feminine energies, now, this isn't all the differences, but one of the main differences, it would be the energies of giving and receiving. Now, as I mentioned, in any relationship, there is both giving and receiving. And ideally, we want a balance of both within each of us and each relationship, right? So masculine qualities and aspects are action-oriented and forward-moving, doing energies, thinking energies, right? This is a giving energy. I like to think of the sun, the positive energy on a battery. It moves toward the negative energy to ignite the charge. Now, feminine qualities and aspects are more about being rather than doing. More about listening and being in the body and being receptive. And I'd like to think of nature, right? Receiving the sun's energy, warmth, and nutrients. And again, when we look at a battery, think of the negative charge on a battery. It has to receive the positive energy for the charge to ignite. Now, this has nothing to do with gender or how you identify, but I'm referring to the masculine and feminine aspects and qualities we all have within us. When we're perfectly balanced within, we are doing and being. We are giving and receiving, and there's a flow between them. I like to think of the yin-yang symbol and how it's fluid when you look at the lines of the yin and the yang, right? There's a flow. And I'm going to do another podcast and talk about sex and how the play of giving and receiving can create the best sex you've ever had, because it really is a dance between the two. But let's start with the basics here. 
So if you're listening to this and you're on the twin flame journey, chances are you're of the divine feminine template, right? No matter what your gender is. And even though we all have, as I said, both masculine and feminine aspects within us, until we're fully balanced, most twin flames tend to carry a stronger identification with one of the polarities. And I want to say this with the utmost gentleness and compassion, that most divine feminines start off more in the wounded feminine than the divine feminine. And again, not all, and there's always a spectrum here. But let's start with giving energy, which is primarily the masculine energy, and often the wounded feminine energy. So one of the things that happens in the wounded feminine template is that the feminine energy veers over into the lane of the masculine and the lane of the giver. And often when this happens, the feminine energy doesn't know how to receive, or they tend to give more than they receive. Now, all of this giving and receiving energy, just like the masculine and feminine energy, exists on a spectrum, right? We may live most of our day in our divine feminine, but there may be some old conditioning or wounding that drops us into our wounded feminine. Generally speaking, in the collective consciousness of the feminine energy, it has become unbalanced by overgiving, right? Overgivers tend to give more than they receive. And there's a deficit in the collective of the feminine energy of feeling safe to receive and to be vulnerable. Because if we don't receive or receive an equal measure, but we only give, we are actually covertly controlling and manipulating to get our needs met by our giving. So hear me out here. This is a form of codependency. It's almost like we create some false sense of safety by making sure we overgive. So we can never be accused of not giving or love or not being loving or not showing up for someone, right? By overgiving, sort of puts us in a power seat. We can make sure we've done nothing wrong. Maybe we hold the upper hand because we've given more, right? Or perhaps we're proving how lovable we are by giving our love so freely. We may give to get love back. We may give to prove our worth. We, we, we may give because it's all we know how to do. We may give to people, please. We may give because that's how our parents showed us love by giving, right? We may give for a variety of reasons. All of these may resonate. None of these may resonate. I'm just throwing out a bunch of ideas out there to look at, right? To be, become conscious of the energy around giving in the feminine template, right? Because when we're giving from a deficit, we're not truly giving, right? True giving is not needing anything in return. When we give from a deficit, we actually will need something to fill up the void we've created. And this usually happens unconsciously, right? We may not consciously think we are overgiving or even giving to control or manipulate. Most of the time we're doing it from a purely, what we consider a purely true loving place. I know, I know I've been there. But some ways this giving may show up for us on the twin flame journey, it may look like this. It may, we may feel that we wanna help our twin flame, even though they haven't asked for our help. We may want to give to them. We may want to be there for them because we think they need our help. We may feel that we know what they need better than they do. Meanwhile, we are missing them or wanting to be with them. And if that's the case, we're giving from a deficit and a need. And also, as I mentioned, if they haven't asked for help, chances are they don't want it or need it from us. In fact, one of the biggest and most common ways that we unconsciously overgive 
your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Is that we give of our time. We might spend more of our time focused on them than on ourselves. Now this is especially detrimental to our feminine energy when they aren't reciprocating that time. Right? Time is one of our most valuable assets. We have limited time on this earth and we want to make sure we aren't squandering it. Now, because our twin flame carries that same soul blueprint and resonance as us, they feel this giving energy. They feel this as a flow of energy toward them. And when it comes from a needy place or a deficit of love, it can feel repelling and like push energy and it will literally push them away. They may not even know why they feel repelled by us or not interested in us. And what's interesting is when they feel pulled toward us, they often think we're giving to them and that's why they're being pulled toward us because they're following their train of thought around giving, right? But often the opposite is true. When we're thinking of them, they're not thinking of us, right? When we're taking care of ourselves, they're being pulled to us. And this can often confuse them and it can confuse us. But the truth is, the masculine energy, the giving and doing energy, wants to flow toward us. If we're also in giving and doing energy, there's no dance, right? We've created a wall of energy they can't penetrate. If they're trying to give to us, but we're so busy thinking of them and giving our energy to them, we're not available to receive what they might have to give us. Also, if we're constantly giving, whether in thoughts or action, and they're not receiving, why would we keep giving, right? That's also push energy. And by doing so, we're not respecting their wishes or respecting them. And ultimately, we're not respecting ourselves. So let's talk about receiving. Because we carry the primary energy of the divine feminine, we want to primarily carry the energy of receiving. Now, that doesn't mean we don't give, right? Like I said, there's always wants to be a flow between giving and receiving. And we actually want to spend more time receiving rather than giving. Because here's the thing, we actually give by receiving. And the masculine energy receives by giving. Now having both giving and receiving is important. Because if we were only to receive and not give, we would be taking, right? That's why it's a good practice to give and receive our own love and self-care on ourselves, right? So we can practice giving to ourselves and receiving our own love. So what does being in the receptive mode look like? What does it look like to be receiving? Simple things like spending more time playing and being rather than working and doing. I know that can be a challenge for many of us, especially for entrepreneurs and especially for a lot of you who are holding down a job and being a mother, right? How can you possibly be receiving and you're so busy with so many things on your plate? Yet it is so important to drop into that receptive energy. Lay in nature, be in nature. Create, make music, make videos, dance, laugh, cook, right? Anything embodied that's creative and playful. Getting out of our heads, listening to music, tuning into our bodies, listening to our bodies, being embodied. 
And a big one that's so important on this twin flame journey is receiving the love from divine source energy from God. We have this universal life force energy that is pure love and goodness and light available to us at all times. And yet so many of us don't know how to receive it. I get it. I really do. There can be so many reasons why we are blocked to this energy. We may not have been taught how to receive it. Church may have, and different religions may have painted different ideas in our head. The ability to just receive that pure, simple, divine source energy can be challenging. And yet I think, honestly, this is what we're missing in life and what we think our twin flame has to offer, but we're missing that connection to our soul and to source. And sometimes the simple act of silencing our minds and focusing on our breath can connect us to that pure truth and divine source energy and flow. And then when we're filled up and we receive this divine source love and we do wanna give, we'll be giving from a place filled up of love and embodiment and truth. So another way I like to think of giving is to think of it as an offering, right? Because often with the giving, there's an expectation in the, in, in the collective to receive. But if we th- want to really purely give, we can think of it as an offering. And then the question I would pose to you is what can you offer your twin flame? As opposed to what can you give them, right? Then it looks like what, what are you offering? Who are you showing up as in the world? How are you offering your best self to the world and to them? What can you offer to divine source, God? What do you offer to yourself? What do you offer to the world every day? And now I know for so many of us, it wasn't safe to receive, or we weren't taught how to receive. We weren't allowed to be our truest self, because that's also receiving, being in our most authentic state. What I've learned is that when we're in our wounded feminine energy, we're just doing what we know how to do to protect ourselves. Somewhere down the line in life, we learned it wasn't safe to be open and receptive to love. It wasn't safe to show our emotions or feel our emotions. It wasn't safe to fully let go and trust. It wasn't safe to be 100% our authentic self. It wasn't safe to receive all the love and abundance in the world safely. Right? So that's when we do the inner work so we can heal any traumas and create a safe space inside for us to receive love. And it's so important to remember that this twin flame journey is first and foremost a spiritual journey, a journey back to who we really are. If we're busy in our heads and missing our twin flame, we might miss life, opportunities to enjoy being embodied on this earth plane and receive all the love and joy that is truly available to us. Right, And I know we all go through hard times. And if you're going through a hard time right now, I can imagine this this might be hard to even hear this. I know there were probably times in my life where I was just like, I've got to listen to this later. I'm not in this place. I'm hurting. I need healing. How am I supposed to receive when I'm hurting? Right? But maybe that's when we can ask for help. Because receiving is also about asking for help asking it's okay to ask for help just like our angels and guides because of the law of free will can't come to us and just help us right we have to ask them because of our free will we have to ask and we can ask for help from them we can ask for it from other people we can ask for support we can ask for help and then 
we remember and learn how to receive. Just asking for help is an act of receiving. And I do know it's possible to get there. I know for me, it's been one of the hardest things. I was an extreme overgiver. Give, 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 give until I was like spent and there was nothing left of me. It's taken a lot of inner work to come back to myself and give to myself first. And it's a constant practice, but I know the rewards are incredible because now when I give, I'm really giving. We can't say yes and mean it until we know how to say no. And I know it's worth it to get to this place, right? And I've also been so fortunate to witness so many remarkable healings from other divine feminines, right? And their courage gives me strength to keep going. And I, and I hope that gives you strength to hear these twin flame shares and to hear these stories and keep going. Because I know this journey can be relentless at times. It like never leaves you. I know that. But it, but it can when, when, when we can receive, then we're not a victim to this journey. I know the payoffs are worth it. So just know that you're not alone. Just know it will not be, if you're, if you're struggling, it will not be this way forever, I promise you. And it's okay to ask for help. And, and another powerful way to not feel alone is to practice giving to yourself and receiving that love. Just practice talking to yourself, self-soothing yourself. It's a practice. So one last thing to remember you are the same soul resonance as your twin flame. We think it's their love we're seeking. It's actually our own love we're seeking. And that you have, it may just be buried, but it's in there, I promise you. So I hope that was helpful. Thank you all for being on this journey with me. And now I invite you to sit back and enjoy our next twin flame share. I will be reading it to protect the twin flames anonymity. I am American, and I met my twin flame in Ukraine in November 2011. My twin and I are a same-sex couple. We had a short affair for about three months, and each time we connected, I went to a deeper spiritual place with her. The last time we were together, 2012, I think it might have been what people call a, quote, kundalini awakening, end of quote, or something similar, and that we just translated to another place a place I had never been. It was like we activated each other and a portal opened up. But it was at this point that she backed off, and that was the end of it. I spent the next seven years pining for her. I delved into twin flame stuff from the internet, sought the advice of spirit guides and whatnot, seeking how to bridge the gap and, quote, bring her back to me, end of quote. I called her time to time, but it was awkward. In 2014, I moved back to America when Russia annexed Crimea. I started communicating with her via email and chat. When Malaysian Airlines Flight 17 was shot down over Ukrainian airspace, I asked her to marry me because I knew that I loved her and I was afraid that she would be in danger because of the conflict there. The Defense of Marriage Act, DOMA, had been overturned by the Supreme Court the year before in 2013, so I thought it was practically possible. However, she said no. Our time apart was excruciating. 
I would watch twin flame videos trying to understand the stages or figure out how to, quote, progress, end of quote, through the separation. Of course, I wondered if I was wrong, if we really weren't going to be reunited, and so on. I stayed in touch with her, quote, as friends, end of quote, and would go see her every year in Ukraine. While we were apart, I had experiences where I felt her in the room and felt her making love to me on another plane of existence. I had a dream wherein I saw her completely, some enlightened, quote, true self, end of quote, beyond this world. I will never forget the look in her eyes or the feeling emanating from her. It was cool, crisp, wise, all loving, all knowing, just beyond this earth. I also had a dream from a spirit guide wherein he showed us how to, quote, ascend, end of quote. Basically, he was showing us how to, quote, spin each chakra, end of quote. Up and up, we went through all the chakras together until we catapulted to what I think was the source of all love. I woke up weeping. I will never forget this feeling as long as I live. I feel like my spirit guide was giving me a vision or a gift of what's there beyond mental illusions. In 2017, on one of my visits to her, I discovered that she had been dating someone else. I was devastated. Then, in 2018, I just got to a place of acceptance. I knew she was my twin, but I was okay if we didn't reunite in this life, and I accepted that we just might be friends for all of our lives. I didn't feel like I needed the relationship. I also felt quite peaceful in myself. I can't quite put a finger on it, but I feel like I had worked through some serious abandonment issues or that they resolved in me somehow, and I just focused on being grateful that I had met her. It truly felt like a miracle. Then, in January 2019, she asked me to marry her. She told me that she loved me and, in her own words, that she wanted to be with me. To be clear, I was living in America and she was living in Ukraine. I said yes, of course, and we went through the immigration process. She was scheduled to come to the U.S. in March 2020, but her flight was scheduled to leave literally two days after Ukraine locked down their airspace, all the outgoing flights, and about five days after America went into lockdown. She had quit her job and was stuck in Ukraine with hardly any money, but at least she had a place to go. Her visa expired while on lockdown, which was a one-time entrance into the U.S. We were in limbo all summer. Despite all this, in the late fall of 2020, the U.S. Embassy in Ukraine opened to hear our case and her visa was reissued. She flew during COVID-19 and neither one of us got the virus or ran into any more snags during this process. We were married in December 2020. I've heard it said that if you, quote, work out your stuff, end of quote, before you come together, union is easier. Otherwise, the relationship can be difficult. Let's just say that our marriage has been tranquil and, quote, ordinary, end of quote, yet, quote, extraordinary, end of quote, all at the same time. But at times we are working out difficult, painful stuff, or at least I am. It hasn't been completely free of challenges, and we haven't been on a higher plane of blissful union, which is how I pictured it would be. 
Since being married, we have experienced the death of our parents, connection to a war-torn country, including my twins still having family and friends over there, changing residences, a new career, a new job, my twin having to get used to a new country, medical issues, surgery, and both of us getting used to being married when we had spent the majority of our adult lives being single. I personally went into a dark place for about a year recently, but strangely, on the other side of it, I realized I had carried this intensely dark energy around with me my whole life behind my happy-go-lucky demeanor, but it lurked in the shadows, like I was in denial about it or I didn't realize it was there. Going to that dark place helped me stare it in the face, and now it just seems to have dissipated. I can feel that it is gone or that something has shifted. And I can acknowledge that it had always been there and followed me in my life. I am lighter. I don't know where this dark energy came from, if it was energy passed down from my lineage or her lineage or both, or something in my past lives or this life, but I realized it doesn't matter because it was faced and it left my energy field. Perhaps it might have been ideal if we had, quote, worked out, end of quote, some of this before we got together. But on the other hand, I think in my case anyway, some of this would have been difficult to see or come to terms with as a single person, because by being in a relationship, it has helped shed light on what has needed healing. What I'm realizing now is that I have been clearing away energy and learning new skills. I also want to say that I truly feel because of the long separation and the pain I felt during those years apart, that something changed in me. I mean, I don't carry the fear that she will leave. I am at peace with any outcome day to day. I just want to enjoy what we have when we are together in each moment. Also, as I work through my stuff, either in 3D or with my energy or both, I am seeing tremendous changes. I don't people please as much. I say no. I am in the process of learning effective ways to say no. And I'm learning how to set boundaries, although it is messy. My twin is teaching me how to do this, although the method of teaching can be painful. Certain dynamics between us have encouraged me to be my true authentic self and not be afraid of what others think. What gifts. I wanted to tell my story because I feel like we have overcome a lot. And I thought it might help someone else believe. When something is meant to be, the stars really do align. I know that we had help and we were brought together both the first time and the second time. I just continue to be grateful that we met, that we are together, and for each lesson presented before me. The quote, chakra dream, end of quote, from my spirit guide acts as a compass. I remember it often. I call on God my guides, and the angels for guidance navigating these lessons on a regular basis, and I'm learning more and more how to hear them. Thank you for listening.